With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Red Sea Podcast. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Part of the Over the Monster Network. Swinging a high deep drive in the right field. That one's called to the right. Hunter on the move. Racing back. It's over his head. It's gone. It's into the bullpen. This game is tied. This game is tied. David Ortiz. David Ortiz. David Ortiz. Presented by SB Nation. It hasn't happened at Fenway Park for 95 years. The Red Sox are world champions. Hosted by Jake Devereaux. Here comes a 1-2 pitch. And featuring Keaton DeRocher. High deep right. He crushed it. It's a grand slam. Wow. I'm telling you, it's time to party. Got it. 300 strikeouts in 2017 for Chris Sale. An absolute strikeout machine. 13 tonight against the Baltimore Orioles. They're all loaded. High fly ball, deep into left center field. Get out of Way here. back it carries. And that ball is gone! The Red Sox walk it off in style. That's how it's done. The X-Man strikes. Fly ball to deep left center field. Devers has hit it out! The rookie takes Chapman the other way to tie the game. Welcome back to the Over the Monster podcast, or the Red Sea podcast, from Over the Monster. Uh, I'll be your host for today, Keaton DeRocher. Uh, We let... Jake, have a day off, and with me is Matt Collins. Matt, how are you doing? How are you holding up? I'm holding up. I need a haircut really bad, but other than that, I'm holding up pretty good. How about you? I got super lucky. I was able to get a haircut two days before my barbershop closed, or like put everything on pause and like postponed all their appointments. So I got a, a fresh cut right before all this happened. So I think I'm good for another week and a half, maybe, uh, I was, maybe I two. Was over, I was overdue for a haircut before this even started. I just kept putting <laughs> it off, and now I'm losing my mind. Yeah, that's what. So whenever my hair gets really long, it, it like physically irritates me. So I'm hoping that like the timing worked out that maybe in two weeks I'll be able to go get a haircut. But it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Last time I grew up my hair. It's not that bad yet, but I grew up my hair in, like, middle school, and I have, like, kind of curly hair. It doesn't really get curly until it grows out, though, so it grows until it gets sort of, like, semi-afro, so I'm really trying to avoid that. (laughs) The longest I grew my hair out, I just grew it out every fall for soccer. I just kind of let it go, because that was, like, the soccer player style. Yeah. But much more trimmed nowadays, now now that I'm an adult. Yeah, I was trying... I used to want to grow flow and it's just not possible with my hair <laughs> great well we have uh some topics to get to um some news and notes and some things that have been released about an adjusted i don't know if it's still part of the cba but an agreement between major league baseball and the players association for how to handle what's going on um some possible options for there and then um a bunch of listener questions so let's dive on in First up with the MLB players agreement, service time. All the players are going to get one full year of service time, uh, no matter how long the actual season is, 
or one full season's worth of service time. So in an awkward situation, uh, it is possible that Mookie Betts never plays a game for the Dodgers if we don't get a chance to actually play this season and he becomes a free agent without having ever played a single game for Los Angeles, which is pretty interesting. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, that's like the craziest thing ever. <laughs> I I can't imagine being a Dodgers fan. I mean, I guess the obvious thing to say is like if it gets to that point where there's no season, like the least of anybody's worries is like what happened to the Dodgers. Yeah. But like I the excitement of being a Dodgers fan and getting Mookie Betts and like obviously having one of the two best teams in baseball and like they've gotten so close the last few years and it's like this was gonna be the year. And then potentially losing Mookie Betts like that, I mean that would be it would be wild. I mean obviously they can resign him and um I kinda think they will. But it's just I, I I really don't even know like how I would react if I was on the other side. Especially just how it went down. Like there was so much effort yeah. into getting the deal oh, done. Pulling teeth. And then it finally got done. And then you might not play, even play for him. <laughs> it's just wild. Yeah, I mean all you're gonna end there little and like so many people bought jerseys too. Like what do you do with that jersey? I mean I would frame it. I mean that's a collector's item. I was gonna that say that's though. a relic now. But I mean that would just <laughs> that would be wild. Like I said, I think I think one thing that people haven't really talked enough about is that, like, free, if they don't play this year, free agency is going to be a mess this winter. Mm. Nobody's going to spend money in free agency this winter if they don't play. Um, Absolutely. And there's a lot of people that will get affected by that. Like, Marcelo Zuna signed a one-year deal with Atlanta. Yeah. He might not even ever play for Atlanta. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm expecting, um, if they don't play this year, I would expect most of the big free agents to sign one-year deals. Including Mookie Betts, I would, I kind of would expect him to sign a one-year deal with the Dodgers, um, just because I think they would offer the most money on a one-year deal. But I think he would like, like I can't imagine he would settle for whatever they're going to get. Because I mean, he would get like two hundred something, like a two hundred fifty million dollar contract. I think if he tried to go like all out, it's just teams aren't going to spend anything if they don't play this year. Yeah, so, I definitely agree. So I mean, I think that's probably the best case scenario for the Dodgers if this doesn't happen is that he would just come back to them on a one year deal since he's already out there and might as well the other piece that is a bit interesting um, doesn't really affect the Red Sox anymore but uh, the luxury tax will not reset if the season gets cancelled and no games are played well, that does affect the Red Sox does it? I'm, oh, the uh, well, penalties won't reset well Technically, they had gone under before the season started. Yeah, so that's what I mean. So if they if there's no season this year, this is according to Alex Spear, um, they would still have to stay under in 2021 to reset those penalties. Um, so do they have to pay penalties for a canceled season? No, no, no. So nobody will have to pay the luxury tax, but it won't count. Oh, okay. Because like, their whole thing was like not going over for a third year because the penalties right. are steeper, so they would have to... Presumably, they would be trying to do that again, and the whole plan was to make this a one-year thing, so... Um, well... But that's all... If they play this year, then it will be reset, but if they if they don't play, then they're going to have to stay under again in 2021. Do you believe that the Red Sox plan was to reset this year and then go over again next year? No. But that was ostensibly the plan. Like, that was what they were saying. I think, like, I don't think they would be totally against it, but I don't think, like, they were like, okay, we're definitely spending again. It just hist- history shows that teams don't do that. Yeah, I didn't believe that that was going to happen either, which is why the the people with the pipe dream that Mookie's coming back is just yeah, I still don't think that's gonna happen. not happening. Yeah, I would be shocked. I think maybe it's a little more open, but um, just that's a little bit. Year, the likelihood that he's only signing for one year, I guess, but I just I don't see it. Yeah, but I guess it, the functionality of that is a little bit different than I had thought. But that, I mean, I think that makes sense. Why, if there isn't a season, then to just freeze everything as it was and push it forward a season. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, it's just I mean, this whole thing is so weird. There's no like, there's no example to use. It's like a template. 
Nope. Not at all. Which is pretty darn wild. Um, do you know what the, the draft changes were specifically? Yeah. I had seen some stuff about on Twitter that were just rumors that it was going to be shortened to like 10 rounds or something like oh, that. But worse. I didn't see what the actual... It's worse? Oh, it's worse. This, oh, is, this is like the... It's absolutely insane um, how badly they're screwing the draft. So this year, uh, first of all, it's getting pushed back to July. There's no like hard date, but it's at some point in July. Um, and so right. it's going to be... Right now, it's at five rounds. Um, the league, MLB, the league itself has the right to push it up to ten. I don't see them doing that. But they could potentially move it up to ten. It's somewhere between five and ten rounds. Um, draft bonuses are um, going to be deferred. So if you get drafted, you get 10% of your bonus this year, 45% next year, and then the other 45% the year after that in 2022. Um, and if you are not chosen in the 5 or 10 rounds, however many rounds they go, uh, you cannot get a bonus over... Um, I think twenty. 000. I think it was twenty thousand. Yeah, which is that I I did see in a tweet from yeah, someone. That is insane. that is terrible. I don't understand that at all. It's I mean the players. I mean nobody cares about these kids. They're not in the union. They're obviously not part of the league, and so their rights are just bargained away. I mean the the players got a huge win with the service time thing, um, with getting a full year of service time even if they don't play, or getting the prorated service time in a. Um, in a shortened season. So, I mean, I would assume that they had to give up some pretty big chips for that, and I'm thinking the draft is that. And um, this goes to uh, 2021 as well. The 2021 draft, I believe, is going to be 20 rounds. Um, I don't know why they had to mess with the 2021 draft because of this. but um, So, I mean, this is the league. They're going to cut the minors. I mean, there's just no way. Like, the spinners are gone. Um after 2021 it's just this is the league taking their chance to cut down the miners like they wanted to and they're going to use the pandemic as their reasoning this is so frustrating yeah i mean it's just it it sucks it, they're screwing these kids if you're a like if you're a high school player unless you're definitely going like top 5 in the draft why would you why would you come out why would you go to college this is gonna like yeah. no, this draft is gonna be terrible. If you're a college junior, unless you're a superstar, you're not coming out. No. And college seniors were given the chance to return back to school, yeah, to get another to like finish their actual senior season. Yeah. But this might so, be the time. I mean, there might not be any. There might not even be enough people to make five rounds. But this, well, this if you're a college senior, this might be the time because college seniors usually don't get anything anyways. Because you have no leverage, so this might be the time to just move up a little bit in the draft, I guess. But um. so, is it does it have to, or is it going to be something like NBA, where like if you declare for the draft, no, and and don't get picked, you're hosed. No. Or can these seniors that don't get picked go back? to school? I would school? assume they can go back to school. I mean, that's how it that's how it's always been. Um, and teams, I mean, teams have to. I forget the exact number. I think you have to offer. 20% of the slot value to get the compensation pick. So, I mean, if you're a college senior, you're, you're usually only getting, like, $20,000 bonus anyway. So, if, there's enough, if enough people just, like, are saying, I'm not going to sign this year, and you can go in the first round, I think you're probably going to do that. Um, but, I mean, it's it, this is going to be, like, the strangest draft, least... Um, one of the least talented drafts I think I can remember. Um and I mean, it's huge for, I think it's big for the Astros and probably the Red Sox, who are probably still going to lose that draft pick. Um, I mean, they're going to lose a draft pick and like, the best draft to lose that pick. Yeah, I I don't know. I just, it this like, I'm trying not to be really frustrated with the situation because this, I mean, like, what can they do? with this situation but it it's just kind of frustrating that things that seem like they could have could just go on like as normal are kind of getting just completely fine i i mean i mostly 
I'm baffled that they're changing next year's draft too. I I don't understand. Like, you would think that the revenue, like they're gonna have the revenue to have a regular draft in 2021, especially if they're cutting this one all the way down to five rounds and they're deferring bonuses. And I mean, it's just the owners are obviously being annoying, but it's just I'm really disappointed. The players' union, especially. I mean, Craig Goldstein has kind of hammered this point on Twitter a lot um, but like we were talking about earlier with free agency is probably going to be a mess this year anyways that service time while it's a big win it's not as big because getting to free agency this winter might not be that big of a deal um, so nope. they just they bargained away these kids rights for really not that big of a win do you think this makes it more likely or less likely that there's a strike after 2021. Where do you sit on that? Do you think there will be one? Um, I don't think they're going to miss any games. That's kind of been my stance. I think they're going to walk out for a bit, but I think they're going to solve it in like beginning of spring training. Maybe they'll like push the season back like a week or something, but I don't think it's going to be like something that lasts a long time. Maybe I'm just a pessimist, but I think they're oh, going to miss games. I definitely games. wouldn't be like totally shocked by it. I just think there's so much money at stake, especially after all this. Maybe I, I mean, I, maybe I guess that means I do think that this makes it less likely. It's just they're going to lose so much money this year. I mean, they don't want to do it again. Yeah, actually, that's possible. That does make sense. Well, if we ever get to games, there's also a possibility of playing a lot of double headers. And uh, some managers and GMs have mentioned even possible like seven inning double headers, like you'd see in college games in the minors. How do you feel I about that? That. That, that? that can't happen. You can't just like <laughs> change the rules of baseball for some games. It's just, that's not how it works. Yeah, I mean the people that have mentioned, I think the Rockies GM um, has talked about it. A couple other people have. They've kind of said like it probably can't happen, but enough people have said it that I guess it's worth mentioning but it's just i i don't under i don't understand i can just change the rules i mean they do it in the minors but that's because those games don't matter like the wins and losses don't matter you can't just change the rules for some games like if you do double headers every saturday or something you can't just be like saturdays we're playing by these rules yeah and i think if you think about how many times like the 2018 red sox one games yeah. in the eighth and yeah. ninth inning. <laughs> cutting if they yeah if you do that for like i don't know five percent of the games that's a big chunk of innings that you're missing over the course of the whole season like i'm all for playing as many yeah. games as possible but you got to make them actually games you can massively swing the yeah, wins sure. and losses yeah, I mean, if you have a bad bullpen you're just you're thrilled about this Boris hated everything about this, uh, and he made his feelings quite known. Uh, and he wants a full season to still be played all the way through Christmas, which just fundamentally is not going to be possible for about half the league. Like you're not well, you'd have playing to play in games. Of, you'd, have to, you'd have to play in Florida and like California, yeah, for like the second half of the season. There's going to be like four feet of snow yeah. on Fenway, like December twentieth. Yeah. Like that's not, that's not yeah, happening. That's neutral fields. I I would hate that so much if they go like like yeah. holidays are not. I don't I don't want to be watching like I like baseball, but I don't want to be watching games and like working games and stuff during the holidays. And no, nope. what happens next season? You can't just turn around and have a season. Yeah, you turn it around again in a month. You can't get a month off and then <laughs> go to spring training. You then you got to push next season back, and then all of a sudden. Like it just it doesn't work. It's just not feasible. Yeah, I think something like you saw in two thousand one, where the World Series is played in in November, might be like as far as you can go. But you can't really go much further than that, and it has to be the end of the season, like the very end yeah, of the I season. Yeah, I mean, I I really don't think. Yeah, you can't. I don't think you can push back more than like two weeks. In the plan. No. Especially, I mean, pitchers. You just need Agreed. that time. Yeah, obviously. Absolutely. Uh, and a minor league player tested positive. Um, do you know who that no, was? No, so they're not they're not releasing that name. Um, which, I mean, some teams around like around sports have said players who have um, obviously Marcus Smart. Uh, Celtics fans know 
had tested positive. Some teams are not. It seems like mostly minor league players. They're just not saying who it was. So um, they did say that they were doing fine and that they most likely um, were infected after leaving camp, but um, they still closed down the facility for a couple weeks. So um, obviously we hope he's doing well. We haven't really heard anything to the contrary to that since it was announced. I think it was on Monday or Tuesday. Um, so I think things are still going well there for him. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's scary. I think it's somehow only been three baseball players, all minor leaguers, two Yankees and one Red Sox, that we know of tested positive. Which is surprising. I mean, it seems like the NBA, it's like every team has somebody. Yeah, I mean, given that all the teams so were... close to together. I mean, Florida is kind of like a... Yeah, Florida's been like a hot spot. Yeah. And the teams are all not yeah, all that far Arizona, apart. Nobody's got Arizona's even closer to teams. Yeah. But that's a good thing, obviously. That they haven't tested. Yeah. A piece that uh was going along with the um the agreement between the player association and major league baseball was uh possibly pushing the rosters to twenty nine men, which I think's Makes sense if you're going to play a bunch of double headers. Um, yeah. I think you would need extra players, especially if it was going to be like yeah, a you're recurring the, Well, thing. you're either playing double headers or they talked about, because right now you're not allowed to play more than 20 games in a row um, without having a day off, and they were talking about getting rid of that rule. So if you're playing like 30, 35 games in a row, you can't do that with 26 players. Yep. So you went and um, I'm assuming it's yeah. you that wrote this yeah. article. Uh and you, you gave a stab at a possible 29-man roster. Do you want to yeah, get the highlights so, I mean, on that? Um, so my assumption is that most teams are going to use two of those three extra spots for pitchers. I mean, I would just think that you need more pitching than uh, hitting tough when you're playing all those games in a row. Um, I've seen some other beat writers do the projection, and it doesn't seem like the other writers agree with me, but I'm I'm kind of sticking by that assertion. I just I don't know why you wouldn't just use that to carry extra pitchers. Um, so I had um, I mean my major I guess changes were Alex Verdugo and Colin McHugh. I'm assuming are going to be healthy at that point. Um, I had the Red Sox carrying both of the catchers. Um, I think that extra bench spot. It seemed like they were pretty. That competition was fairly close, so. I assume that they'll use that reason to uh, carry both of them. I had Yairo Munoz, who they just signed uh, recently. I think he's going to beat out both Zhu Weilin and Jonathan Arouse for that bench spot. And then the bullpen, I, I mean, it's just a massive bullpen with 10 pitchers. I mean, it's just basically if you're in competition for the bullpen, you have a good chance of making it at this point because I think they're going to just carry everybody. I don't have any major disagreements with that. The only thing I noticed is I think they um, they reassigned Colton Brewer to AAA already. Yeah, I don't think that. Um, I think that I don't really understand. I've been kind of afraid to ask somebody about this because I feel like I'm an idiot for missing something. I don't understand why people are being optioned. Yeah, neither do I. But I mean, it happened with everybody, and they yeah. kept. Was it yesterday? I think was the last day for like rosters to be trimmed down. So I'm I'm confused as to why that was, that's the case. Also, because I think well they froze rosters. Yeah, once this agreement went into place, rosters froze. Yeah, but I don't know why you had to like get the roster down. Neither do I. Especially, I mean, I think people have assumed that there would be some kind of ramp up to whenever like the new season started. Oh, so it would be abs- like another yeah. spring training again. Yeah, they have to have another spring training. I mean, that's... Right. So I don't I don't understand why that needed to happen now either. So I mean it's entirely possible that he could come back up, but yeah, I just I don't I don't know weird. how many um I don't know how many people are on their roster right now um that haven't been optioned. I kind of I thought that maybe they'd had to get it down to like 26 or something. I don't know if that's actually true or not. Um but yeah, I mean I'm assuming like if you got optioned right now, you could still come back up cuz like um the Indians optioned they option Zach Plesak 
Um, and he's obviously going to start in their rotation. Yeah, and um, Aaron Savali. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think – I don't – like I said, I don't know why teams are optioning. i assuming there's an actual reason because literally every team has done it. I just don't know yeah. what it is. It, it just feels very strange to me that people are getting yeah. options right now. And there was a lot of people that – a lot of guys that I think player – or a lot of players that people thought were going to make opening day rosters that got sent down like uh, the Dodgers option, Dustin May, too. Oh, did they? Yeah. Yeah, so, that, I mean, there's going to be some sort of procedural thing that I'm just sort of missing. Um, and, like, so some of it is procedural, like some of the mechanics of it, because I think, like – Colton Brewer or Matt Hall, somebody got sent down to like Salem, um, and I, it's just like because they didn't have, they just didn't have room on the other rosters. I guess I don't know. It's all very strange. I don't understand exactly yeah. what's happening there. But uh, yeah, I, I just don't. I don't think the optioning really means much for making the roster. No, probably doesn't. But then the last bit of news we have is that Chris Sale. Um, did you guys know that he was getting TJ when you recorded last week? Yeah, so what I wanted to, uh, I should have been clear on this, uh, little inside the podcast info here. I wrote the, uh, agenda for this and I am notably undetailed when I do that. Um, so, <laughs> uh, they're not saying if Sale has already had it or not. Um, and there's some, there's some debate over whether or not pitchers should be having it. Um, and I just thought that was notable um i personally am kind of i feel a little icky about it Um, yeah i mean i I do too but i think unfortunately we kind of understand how the world works yeah and And like there's a reason why all of the players of the utah jazz got tested immediately (laughs) and there have been like there have been some arguments that have convinced me well enough that it could happen or that it's not fine um i don't like the only reason I don't think it should happen is the um like the medical supplies that need to be used. Like yep. if any of those could be used to help fight the virus, I just I it seems crazy to use it for a pitcher's Tommy John. Yeah. Um, but I mean there are legitimate arguments about these doctors aren't gonna be able to help with any of that. The facilities for the most part aren't gonna be used for um coronavirus testing or um fighting or keeping sick people there um and it's sort of elective but also like some surgeons have made the point that like if you delay it by a year that has a major impact on these guys career i think that's less of a compelling argument for sale just because he's already signed a big contract of like for a guy like Syndergaard, i can see that argument so i wouldn't be yeah. too upset if he had it i'm a little annoyed that uh the red sox are just like not answering questions about whether or not he's had it and i'm a little annoyed that i've seen some beat writers like not exactly praise them but be be like yeah i get why they're not saying anything or like they're right not to say anything because people are going to be mad at them either way and it's just like that's the worst argument i've ever heard (laughs) like just because people are going to be mad doesn't mean you can't say anything so like i'll understand whatever they do like i'm assuming he's going to have it at some point pretty soon but if they're just going to be secretive about it, I, I think that's kind of shitty. Like if you're going to do it, do it, but at least say you're yeah. doing it. I mean, I'm not shocked in the slightest that the Red Sox front office is biffing a PR Yeah, situation. and I mean, like, everybody else is already. Every other pitcher is already at it. It's not like you guys are going to be the only yeah. one. Just say that you're having it. Let people I mean, without shame, it. yeah, the Mets came out, I think it was two days ago, yeah, and said, yep, Syndergaard had yeah. it. He's, he's good. And, like, yeah, people are mad at them, but they'll, like, the Mets are going to survive, and... I would just I I don't want to call the writer out who wrote this column, but there was a column today that really pissed me off about this about how the Red Sox are doing the right thing because they're gonna get, people are gonna be mad at them either way, and it's just like what? It's just not an excuse. Just be open. That's nope. all I want. I agree, hundred percent. Diving into some listener questions, angry Brian Joyner. Oh, he's back to angry now. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I know that he had changed it ever so briefly, but good good to see he's angry again. Uh, he sends us a few. So first is, will the Red Sox make the playoffs in the next season they played? Between Dahlbach, Casas, and Downs, who's the best prospect? And is Chris Sale relevant to the next title team or just the last one? All right, 
so I'll go no, uh, Casas, and no. I'm going to go no, Downs, and yes. Yes. Yeah. So you think that's a, I just think it's too hard to win a World Series. I'll always bet on it being longer than like. I, I think Chris Sale can be relevant for like five years. I just don't think it's very likely the Red Sox win a World Series in the next five years just because I don't think it's very likely for any individual team to win the World Series in the next five years. Do you think it's likely for the Dodgers to win one in the next year? Next year? No. Yeah. No. I mean, if I'm getting like, I'll put it this way: if I'm getting with that roster, you don't you even, you don't even have confidence in that roster for a team to win the World Series. No, it's so hard to win a World Series. <laughs> I like if I'll put it this way: like I, if it's them or the field, like uh, I'm obviously taking the field. I guess that's what I was trying to say. Hmm. Especially, I mean, the Yankees think... are really good too. They are, yeah. I mean, they're no Dodgers, but see, I think they're pretty close. I think the Yankees are really good. Losing Severino hurts, but well, I mean, by the time the season baseball picks up again, he yeah, might be might back. Be. And Mookie Betts <laughs> might be off the Dodgers. Yeah, good point. Good point. I guess uh, I think the Dodgers roster was well. I mean, then again, there was the what was it, 2011 Red Sox, Ugh. so. I guess there's never a sure thing. But I just think that with the core that the Red Sox have, I mean, they're missing starting pitching badly. And I think that in five years, they can find starting pitching. Yeah, so I guess if the question was phrased, would he be relevant on their next title contender? I would say yes. Um, I just think it's really hard to win a World Series. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I'm oddly optimistic on that one, I guess. Well, I hope you're right. Yeah. Well, I have not been the optimistic one between Jake and I lately. so I'm happy I'm able that, to uh, allow weird. you to be that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have tickets for July. Will those games get played with fans? No, I don't think no, so. I, I don't think they're playing baseball this year. Neither do I. To be honest, yeah, I've just kind of come to that conclusion. That was from Scott Rottenberry. Jared Stidham's season, hell yeah. Did anybody sign Cam Newton yet? Nope. I hope the Patriots sign Cam. Newton. I would like that quite a lot. Uh, what year did John Valentin retire? Two thousand two. I feel like I'm missing a joke with that one, but I looked it up. <laughs> yeah, I also feel like I'm missing John Valentin was my first favorite player um, which is strange was no because I started following baseball pretty much as soon as he stopped being good so I don't even know why he was my favorite player but he was <laughs> I love John Valentin Dr. Robert says any update on the state of the minor league teams in the Red Sox organization is that completely stalled with the other stuff going on uh, possibly, um, I think with the contraction, but I mean, we kind of hit oh, on yeah. it a little bit. Like, yeah. I think the spinners, you definitely think the major like. league is going that way and they're positioning themselves for it. Yeah. Yeah. I would assume so, so. I, the other thing is, uh, the Paw Sox very well may have already played the last game for target. Really sucks for the city of target. Oh, they were supposed to have one more. This go, was supposed huh? to be the, yeah. This was their last season though. Yeah. That is a bummer. Mike Toomey, regardless of how 2020 goes, feels like the Sox are playing for 2021. What does opening day lineup look like for next year? Downs, Duran, no JBJ, maybe Mookie back. Just kidding, no chance. <laughs> yeah, Mookie's definitely not coming back. And I don't think JBJ is either. Yeah. It's possible if Duran really chews up. Well, I mean, with not playing a year, no, I don't think so. Yeah, that's... That's another thing that I, I know I personally haven't thought enough about is that, like the development, stalling of like so many of these guys. Is yeah, that's huge. brutal. Um, but yeah, so next year's lineup. 
Um, I mean, I guess it's easier to just go by the changes, right? Um, I would. Jenny Martinez opts out. I don't think he really. Will. Oh, well, actually, you're right. If actually, they don't play right. baseball yep. this year, yeah, I don't see that. I don't see why he would do that. Um, Teams aren't spending money. He still has another I mean, one for the following season, right? Because he got three. I believe so. Yeah. Um, so I would say Bobby Dahlbeck at first. Um, I don't know who the free agents are coming. They're not but great. I, I'll say they'll sign. They'll sign an outfielder to replace Jackie Bradley, and then either Peraza or Chavis at second again would be my guess. I think it's going to be Chavis. Yeah, I think so too. I I guess to more answer the question, I don't think Downs or Duran are going to be up just because I don't think they're going to play this year, and that would be pretty aggressive. Yeah, I think they need the year of development. Yeah. Um, that was from Mike Toomey. I can't remember if I said that or not. Uh, Mike Mayer, what's the alternate universe look like where Jody Reed accepts the Dodgers offer and Pedro isn't traded to the Expos for Delano De Shields? Well, I assume that means the Red Sox don't get Pedro, and that means they wouldn't get Ortiz. Um. I don't know anything about what he's talking about. <laughs> I'm not a uh, baseball historian, <laughs> so I don't know. Um, Jody Reed accepts the Dodgers offer. I don't even know who Jody Reed is. I can't say that I do either, but I'm assuming that is... I don't know if that's a GM. I'll say this. If Pedro doesn't come for the Red Sox, I'm probably not doing what I'm doing right now because Pedro is the biggest reason I'm a baseball fan. We actually, uh, on Dynasty's Child this morning, talked about Pedro Martinez's 99 season and how that made pretty much all of us fans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was the first That was the first season I really paid attention to baseball. It was 99. Yeah. I mean, there's not Pedro not being on the Red Sox, I guess, is probably where that goes, but then the trickle-down effect is Pedro was the one that was fighting for Ortiz to be signed. So, yeah. no Pedro, no Ortiz. Probably looks like a pretty shitty last 20 years. Probably, but I mean, then, who knows? Maybe they get, like, Barry Bonds or Maybe something. Maybe that means the trade for A-Rod does go through. Maybe, um, the world the signing of A-Rod, whatever it was. <laughs> or you're right. Maybe the Mayans were right and everything ended in 2012. 2012, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> you remember yeah. that? <laughs> that was the... Uh, drunkest I've ever been. <laughs> yeah. Was that night? It was so it's a perfect awesome. time for it. It was. It was college. It was uh, Christmas break, and me and my friend were the only ones still left in Amherst, Mass, and we went nuts. It was good times. <laughs> we played them in lacrosse. Oh, I went to UMass, not Amherst College. But... If the season, this is from Ben Jacobson. If the season is drastically shortened, what are the odds? Win a World Series by utter chance, zero uh, percent. Also, thoughts on Mookie signing back after the cancel season happens and us basically getting Downs and Verdugo and Wong for free. Zero percent chance of both. Um, thoughts on Mookie signing back? Yeah, zero there. I wouldn't say zero on the World Series with the pitching um, staff that they have. You think that can get it done, even in a short series, short season? So, me and Jake kind of talked about this a little bit last week. I would definitely say like the chances are very low um i just in a shortened season like i i could envision a scenario in which like nathan Avaldi goes nuts for like two and a half months and martin perez pitches pretty well for like two and a half months and colin McHugh can hold up for like two and a half months and the pitching staff can be good enough and a bunch of guys on offense get hot i mean i would probably if i'm putting a percentage on it maybe like three percent i was gonna say I think it's like non-zero. One thing that we didn't mention too is the possibility of Major League Baseball expanding the playoffs to 14 teams. Yeah. So they could sneak in as like a wild, wild, wild card. So Yeah, I don't know yeah. how that would I'll give work. it a 1%. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's non-zero, but it's pretty small. Yeah. Gordon Constock, agree, disagree. Mookie's throw to get Aviciel Garcia is more impressive than the Bo Jackson to third throw getting Mike... Gallego 
Bo was flat-footed, but lined up at least. Mookie had to root around to retrieve the ball, spin, and throw blind, flat-footed also seems further. I have no memory of either of those throws, but I'll give it to Mookie. Oh, you remember the Mookie throw? I love him. Was that, uh, it was super deep in the corner. Oh, yeah, okay. I do like remember that in one. In Tampa? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was the best throw I've ever seen. Um, the bow throw. That's not even the best Bo Jackson throw. Um, that throw is pretty crazy. If I'm being objective, man, I don't know. It's pretty close. I mean, I, you said you ever seen the Bo Jackson one. I had never seen it until today, but he, like, he basically doesn't move and just like throws a dart all the way to third base from right field like without barely with like not even moving his feet um but man that Mookie throw is crazy i'm going with Mookie just because i'm biased the most impressive throw that i saw was actually not captured on camera but i saw it live was at a red sox angels game 2004 vladimir guerrero he was running off the field after batting practice and uh before he got to the dugout he was like between he was almost in like the batter's circle. He was between home plate and the visitor's dugout and launched the ball over the center field fence in the stands. What? He did that crazy. The man. most absurd thing I've ever seen. I once saw Johnny Damon. Uh, I might have told this story before on you. Uh, Johnny Damon was trying to throw a ball to a cute girl up in the monster seats. <laughs> um, and it took him like three tries <laughs> to get it up that high. Uh, remember that time Manny cut off his throw from center? Uh, one of the best moments of all time. I was time. at that game. That was brutal. Were you? It was literally it was ninety eight degrees. We were in the right field Great stands, band. so the sun was beating on us. It felt like a hundred and twelve, and they got just rooted by the Orioles and gave up an inside the park homer to their nine hitter. It was just the most miserable I've ever been at Fenway Park. I would not have stayed there. Last time I sat out there in the sun like that, I spent like seven innings just walking around the concourse looking for like they set up those fans that like spray out the water yeah. mist, and I just stood in front of those the whole time. I was like, I'm not gonna die. That would have been smart. That was without a doubt the most miserable I've ever been in Fenway Park. Yeah, in both just was... like being comfortable and game experience. Those seats are terrible in the sun. <laughs> yeah, they are. Oh boy, uh, Vincent Friedrich, Frederick. Friedrich. Frodrick. Uh, could you make an overview about all pitching types? What makes them easy or difficult, and when do you call what kind of pitch? Can't find much in German literature. Well, that is That's a, a deep question. question. It feels like more like yeah. an article. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll go very quickly. Um, I mean, first of all, when do you call them in the majors? And that's kind of the big difference between the majors and the minors. Once you get to the majors, any pitch can be thrown at any time. That's why it's so hard to hit um, at that level. Um, I mean, I don't even really know where to start with this. You, fastballs are generally thrown up in the zone, and you throw them when you need a strike. Breaking balls you throw when you need a swing and miss. Off-speed pitches you throw when you're facing... A hitter of the opposite handedness so if you're a lefty facing right hand batter you'll throw more change ups um, I mean you can get a lot deeper than that but I'm not going to go any deeper than that I'm sorry yeah that is a great question and one that um, we just don't have the time yeah, to answer on a podcast I don't have time I'm also not the one to answer I never pitched I was always afraid of getting hit by a line drive pitching ninja is a good place to go yeah 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 you would be a better person to ask than me yeah Call me Ahab. <laughs> uh, who is the biggest idiot? So there's like five questions here, so we'll just go one at a time. Who is the biggest idiot in the 2004 squad? It's got to be Kevin Millar, right? No, it's Manny. Actually, yeah, that is. I don't know how I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Did Wade Boggs really drink that much beer on the plane? I mean, always Sonny told me that he did, so I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I agree. Roger Clemens Hall of Fame. Yes. Agreed. Best Red Sox pitcher of all time? Pedro. Agreed. Who is your preseason most improved player expectation on the current roster? Expect pre so So most improved from last year, I'm assuming. Preseason most improved player expectation. So, so who do we think was going to take the biggest leap forward? Yeah, that's how I 
I just assumed who would improve the most from last season. I would say Evaldi. It, I was it, I was thinking either him or uh, I'm sort of not super high, but a little bit high on Jackie Bradley. I'm rock bottom. Yeah, I think I'm among the highest on him. I just I don't know why it, I don't really have anything to back it up. I just kind of have a feeling. I feel like we've been saying that for. Yeah, Six oh, years. I've been saying it forever. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm just never going to stop. I'm going to be 80 years old. Jackie Bradley is now. It's going to have that oh, hot month in his yeah, he's age 42 season. Hey, I mean, if they only play two months. Well, actually, right. <laughs> could yeah. be his best season ever. They could play right into Could be end. his best or his worst. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and who do you think was going to regress? Uh... That's There's tough. a couple obvious ones. I'll say Rodriguez. Um, yeah, that's probably that. Vasquez is the other option. I kind of think Vasquez was a little more real than it might seem like on the surface. But I mean, it I don't think it would really surprise anybody if he regressed pretty heavily. Yeah, I think Vasquez is mine because... So I actually took a look at him um, last fall. And it seemed like a lot of his success was driven by the ball. And so if they made any changes to the ball, I think he was screwed. Because he essentially gained, um, I think it was almost 20 feet on his average fly ball distance. So it was basically, it had warning track power and then got an extra 20 feet and they all went for homers. And he had the best season he's ever had. So with any kind of aggression, I think he was just back to being a fly ball hitter and just wouldn't have nearly the success. Um, of course, we don't have any idea what was going on with the balls or if they made any changes yeah. to them or not. If they were using the same ball, then I think he would have be just as successful. He had kind of just become a fly ball hitter, though. The year before was his first year, really, as a fly ball hitter, and it went absolutely miserably. He was, like, the worst hitter in baseball. Right. Um, so I guess my – I think it's more of a hope than, like, any sort of expectation – it was just I think it might have taken him an extra year to really adjust to that new hitting style. Um, Could be. And the other thing is just his defense gives him such a high floor. He's just so good back there. Yeah. But I just – but, I mean, I'm not really super worried about Rodriguez either. I just – if I had to pick somebody, there weren't, there weren't that many good players on the Red Sox last year. And, I mean, I don't think, like, Devers and Bogarts are going to take a step back, so that just doesn't leave many other options. Nope. I thought about Devers for a second, but I mean he's so young and he's still getting better. That like I mean maybe he does regress, but what does he regress to? Like yeah, a six I mean, war player instead of a seven. Yeah, I I, I actually think he's gonna be better. But um, yeah, JD Martinez is the other one I was kind of thinking of. Um, just because guy had a lot of back spasms last year. He did. I feel like people are kind of pushing those back spasms aside because he still played in a bunch of games but backs don't usually get better I'm low key worried about J.D. Martinez I feel the same way about Alex Verdugo yeah I think that's fair too but who knows maybe eventually we'll find out yeah when they play baseball (laughs) in 2022 yeah right uh, and that was the end. That was the last of them. So thank you very much for sending in those questions. Um, you can please, well, I guess, tell all your friends about us. I was going to say rate and subscribe and all that junk, but if you're listening to us, you probably already do. So make all your friends do it. Yeah. It's not like you got anything going on right now. Yeah, exactly. Listen to some Red Sox content and go read a bunch of Red Sox content over the monster and Follow the Over Monster account. You can follow me at the Spoken Keats, and I know you don't like people following you, so I won't say it. Well, I don't think people. Yeah, I don't think people have like following me. <laughs> but that's gonna do it. Thanks. Bye bye. <laughs>